Welcome to Wash Day Talks, where we speak about life through a genuine lens. Think of me as a friend, a sister, someone who's got a lot to say and a lot to give. So make sure you tune in every Thursday. I'd advise that you start taking notes. Hey yo to my, why did I say it like that? Hey yo, let me try again. Hey yo to my, wait, is that how I speak? guys i have loads of different voices hey yo to my youtube ba- oh we're not on youtube sorry all right hi guys welcome to my podcast wash day talks i mentioned youtube i do upload some youtube videos here make sure you check out the expect effect which i published i think maybe four weeks ago that was initially taken from my youtube video I very much enjoy that podcast video episode because I speak facts in that, okay? Basically, I speak about the importance of preparation. You will note that is also a theme that I published an episode on two weeks ago called The Season of Preparation. I have been in a season of preparation these past two years living in a town in Oxfordshire, having moved from the city of Bristol, leaving behind all my friends, everything I knew, legit moving to a place where I knew no one. It was very traumatic for me, um, went through very sad bouts of um, low mood, let's call it that, contemplating a lot of decisions in life really feeling a sense of redundancy of purpose a lot of the time and feeling very alone and not seen. How much of this was to do with the relocation, I don't know. But one thing I know is that the stresses and traumas of life bring out in you hidden hurts. I actually just got off FaceTime with one of my very close friends. Um, And I was talking to him, I said, as I was just going about my daily activities today I thought to myself about that season where I was feeling very low a season which I'm still coming out of and I said to everybody else my life looks perfect I do feel sometimes that I live on the outside or I have within my capacity to give off the appearance of being perfect there was a point in time where I tried very hard to live up to that presentation and people even, oh, there's a spider. Sorry, it's red. Ah, what do I do? Okay, wait, sorry, I'm scooping in my house. And I don't like bugs in my establishment, I'm not gonna lie. Ah, where's it going? Babe, where are you? Why am I calling the spider, babe? Oh, deliver me. I don't know where the spider's gone. What's going on? Yo, there's a spider in my kitchen and I don't know where it is. I pray it's not on my body, please. God, I don't like this. Ah! Oh my God, I'm scared. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Let me sit my bum back down. Ah! Sorry. Oh, I don't want to be anxious today. I don't know if I've got long hair and it's brown, red and black. So I hope the spider's not climbed. Um. and yeah people even said to me like more than one person you seem absolutely perfect that was before I started my hyper self-awareness and self-openness epidemic so what I've realized is when people know more about you you seem less perfect because you're more human 
And as I started to really talk about the different ways I felt and being very open about my own personal shortcomings <laughs> and character deficiencies, that perfect glance dropped. So if I wanted to maintain the image of the perfect woman, I would just need to look pretty and keep my mouth shut basically and continue to be excellent in all I do. And that's if anybody wants to be perfect, let people know the bare minimum about you. Always show up to a high standard and leave before you can make friends with people. People will idolize you and value you more when you speak less and they don't have access to you. Once you start giving people access to you, they tend to humanize you and the allure tends to fade away. This may sound super manipulative. It wasn't like I wanted that to happen. I just had no interest in making friends or meaningful connections. So I minded my business, got good grades. And the effect of that was I looked pretty cool. Once I started to open up to the prospect of being, not not being nice, because I am a nice person, but being more open, it kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> a big thing that kind of upset me was people thinking they had access to certain parts of me. And I wanted to be like, what makes you think you have access to me like that? But then I was like, oh, you've basically told this person a lot about you. So obviously they think they have access to you. So I had to like shut that access down. I like to be very intentional about access. It's not a pride move. It's not, a, I think I'm better than you. It's just in order to protect myself or to respect myself rather, not everybody's allowed to comment on certain things about you. The less you know about me, the better. Uh, that's not a good mentality to have when it comes to meaningful relationships. So I did ruin quite a few of those in that period of time. But essentially what I was saying is the traumatic experiences in life exposed within you your own personal shortcomings that need addressing when the pressure hits you like I heard um Tim Ross say this he was like the tea bag test it's only when we put the tea bag in hot water that we see what's in it I can only discern whether this is green tea or earl grey once I immerse it in hot water and I see what comes out is it going to be green tea or earl grey tea so I was put in hot water in Oxfordshire these past two years, emotionally, pressure on different sides, oh I've seen the spider, okay, okay, I see where it is, pressure on different sides in different parts of my life and they were showing character traits because I was legit thinking what was it that made you retreat into this self-isolation and I was just realising different attachment issues and and past unresolved things that I was like, okay, you need to work on yourself. And I did, and I'm here, still alive, still beating. And I'm grateful for that. But I've, there's one thing I've been thinking about or really coming across a lot recently, and that's love. I speak about love in and out of podcast episodes just because if there's anything... I've really come to understand to a greater degree, it's love. I used to not use the word love a lot, stemming from you like, man, I don't even love you like that, so why am I gonna be like, cause I be too. As a writer, I value words. I do think a part of me has come to dilute the meaning of love with the extent to which I throw it about, but I'm also coming to learn that there are different types of love. There's like, 
phileo agape um what's the other one scourge scourge i don't know family love erotic love the god kind of love and the brotherly type of love so at times when i'm telling people i love them and i'm like in my head it's like when i say i love you i just love you because we're all part of the same team we share the same vision and we work towards it and i love the fact that we are united in this sense i love you in the way a companion would love you there are times where i say i love you to my family and I mean it as I love you. I love that we're related. I love that we've got each other. There are times where I say I love you to someone and I mean I love you with the entirety of my heart. Like I love you in a sense that transcends my own understanding of our relationship. And it's when I say the I love you is like that, that I'm like, wow. I feel like the the meaning of I love you is truly encompassed really deep but I don't like these deep segments but the greatest I love you obviously is the love you from God which is the agape type of love the God type of love the love that goes behind you before you passed all your mistakes and really sees you for who you are in your mess yet still chooses my value doesn't diminish on who you are because I love you love is value and agape love is the love that says you can do regardless of what you do your value to me does not change and that is a love only presented by god (laughs) little segment of love yes but it's been coming up a lot just for me anyway and i speak about it a lot i think i've referenced the learning to love within parameters in a lot of podcast episodes that's something i've been taught when you don't love within parameters you get hurt very quickly i guess that was also part of the immersion process here being immersed like a tea bag into water showing me that i can be quite reckless in my devotions to people i've been called out on it by family they'll be like when you meet someone debs you idolize them for like (laughs) the first two weeks or you idolize them for a section in your relationship. Then you go through a period of time where everything they do irritates you or you just block them off and you don't like them. And I noticed that was a pattern in a lot of my relationships stemming from a young age where when I meet someone, they can never do any wrong in my eyes. Then as we progress, they start to do a lot of wrong in my eyes. And then, cause I don't like stress, I just cut like whether it's not, you want me to commit to you and that's stressful or you're actually stressing my life I just cut and I realized there was that inability to maintain the intensity of love also upon hurting someone I would feel a strange and intense rather than strange an intense urge to love you with the greatest degree of my heart as in to make up for what I did wrong and until it got to the point where I could no longer sustain that form of love and I would leave so because these are all were all dormant things in my character in regards to the expression of love being immersed in the hot water that is the pressure of the past two years really caused me to reckon with these things being placed in situations where the time of idolizing this person has fallen away where you would normally cut off and leave them you're no longer given the luxury of 
so easily removing yourself from a person in terms of proximity and how often you see them so now you have to stay around them and you have to work through the issue that you made a mistake or you presented your love if that's even love in a way that is unsustainable and now you have to sit with the consequences of that so I was really majorly taught to love within parameters and I'll forever be grateful for this learning because it will help me greatly in life and it's taught me now that even when I offend you I'm by no means obligated to love you with a greater degree and intensity as if to remedy the offense it's okay to offend someone and still maintain the same intensity of love I don't have to compensate for every mistake I make but essentially loving within parameters is having the emotion of affection towards someone everything I talk about in personal experience is not romantic or is it not romantic it's all companionship and family I believe this would too apply to romantic love but if we're talking from personal experience none of this actually relates to romance fortunately because I believe that if I had made these same mistakes in a romantic context, it would have taken me a lot longer to recover. So (laughs) I'm happy that they were reserved to friendships. But yeah, so the love you have or the affection for someone, we're talking about loving within parameters, you channel it. You don't just throw it onto someone, I love you in the equivalent of 10 boxes. I'm not gonna throw all 10 boxes on you at once. I'm going to choose to present eight boxes because I know the parameters of my love is like, okay, I will never put my love for another person above myself or above God or above this. I have certain parameters that I don't greatly sacrifice my livelihood for someone. There were times where I felt like, oh, I would sacrifice anything for this person. It's not healthy. And the issue is sometimes your intense love for someone is stemming from an an inner imbalance so let's say you don't get approval as a child so now so you developed a way of overcompensating with love in order in hopes that it'd be reciprocated you've taken that same childhood coping mechanism to adulthood relationships and you have the tendency to overcompensate in love but because you don't have enough reserves of self-love within you you can't sustain the presentation of love to the degree you do it which leads to you detaching, getting frustrated and cutting people off. Disclaimer, I'm not psychoanalyzing myself. My own approaches to this are reserved for my own mental space. These are examples, but I did share before, like, yeah, I had an issue of feeling the need to overcompensate with love and also an imbalance in how I presented love, which I had to deal with in this season because like I said, I was no longer given the luxury of running away from my emotional problems. I had to sit in them, leading me to result in them. Now, as a result, I'm more intentional in how I speak praises of people or how I, how much I say I love people. Even if it's, I still say I love you, but I know mentally what type of love I'm talking about. If it's companionship love, if I truly love you as a family member, it's not just one generic word that I water down. But yeah, love is a very interesting topic. And if there's anything I would ask you to do, I would say love within parameters. The desire and the emotion doesn't justify the action. I love you immensely. I'm not going to spam your phone. Okay. I love you immensely. I'm not going to stalk you. Thus, 
the weight of the emotion doesn't justify certain actions I feel like we've all been there where you know you ask yourself why am I actually so like crying about this issue is it that deep no it just hurts and it's okay to feel that emotion but don't nurture it don't nurture a weird intense affection for someone because it will hurt you I think you have to get to a level of maturity where you tell yourself the way I feel about you is really weird and I need to do some inner work, especially if the weight of my affection is rooted from a personal imbalance, like a personal trauma, basic thing, daddy issues. And now I'm looking for validation in this guy, but he's not my dad and he owes me nothing to fix me. So the best thing I can do for myself is break up with him get therapy (laughs) let's be real here yeah so it's interesting to talk about love I think a common misconception is the intensity of my affections justifies the need for our relationship but I've had to learn still learning that just because I love you as a friend or a sister doesn't mean we're meant to be friends or sisters and it's very painful to tell someone who really really loves someone or as you who really loves someone to tell yourself it's in our, both of our best interests that we take a step back from each other. It takes maturity, but it also takes a prioritization of your own well-being over that of another person. As a healed person, I can contribute more to our friendship than I could as a broken person. But what is love? Love is uh, expression and emotion and action. I believe that true love like if you truly love someone it cannot be reserved just to words and thoughts it has to be expressed in action um there are different love languages acts of service quality time words of affirmation so people express love in different ways i believe if you love someone make it an intentional choice of yours to ask them how they wish to be loved if it's not awkward there are some relationships where it's like bro why are you asking me that question but take note like as your friend I see you like to spend time, so do you want to hang out? Just that intentionality with how you choose to express your love for someone is very important. It will go a long way. But also patience. I believe love is really expressed through patience. Because like I said, sometimes you have that intense affection at the start, but the test of time will show whether or not you really love me. Like you say you're going to stand by me through everything, but what about the season where I got a really bad attitude? I was talking to my friend about it today and I was like to him, I said, I feel like sometimes people were getting onto me about things I was doing without trying to find the root cause. And there was a time where I kind of lashed out at someone, not lashed out, but I was like really passionate about saying it. I said, You say over and over again that we're family and you love me. But when push comes to shove, (laughs) can you be consistent in that stance towards me? Because for me, I found it quite disrespectful in a sense to say you love me, but I don't see it manifested in your actions. And that's disrespectful on my own part because I say I love you to people and I need to stop because if push came to shove, I would not show it in my actions because I'm not ready to. So let me, even if it'll hurt you when I don't say I love you back, let me not say I love you back until I know that I will come through for you in my actions. 
yeah but I feel like sometimes love is really there's a scripture that says is it there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother or something like a, a good friend is born out of, out of adversity and I heard someone say he was like you don't test people life tests people and there are people who will stand by you, not saying that stand by abusive friends and stuff, but there are people who are who will be there for you even in your worst times. Like if there's anything my little emotional issues saga taught me is that when you see people drastically changing and retreating, rather than condemning and judging and gossiping about them and their character, um, that's something that hurts me anyway when people go and talk about me (laughs) let me not let me not because we all talk about people and I talk about people too it's just what's the emotion fueling it talk about me if it's okay how can we help Deborah don't talk about me and uh, did you see the way Deborah is acting blah 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 and I need to work on that as well anyway because even if I want to help you I don't need to always talk about you to everyone I meet you know there are certain people you seek counsel from and advice from but like, are you going to ask? Are you going to try and see what the root issue is? It's not always condemn them, they're a bad person. Because I did it to myself. It'd be like, oh, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad person. But actually, look at what is the root cause of this emotion and find healing. One thing I'm struggling to come to terms with, or we probably struggle to come to terms with, is that healing is found in community. And the courage it takes to make the decision to go into the same community, not the same community, but the same template where you may have received your bruises from, so community, to go into community and receive your healing there. People will heal you. In my own experiences, people healed me through, I can't be around you and not notice things about myself that need to change. Things I never would have noticed on my own because people became my mirrors but like I said if there's anything my own seasons have taught me about love is that if I truly love you when I see you hurting me or when I see you hurting or changing rather than judging you I come to you or I stay around you I may not say anything but I try and look for the root cause of that hurt because I know that that's not what you were like in the beginning I know this isn't you you're not just having mood swings, you're not just being mean, you are hurting. I don't know how you can see someone crying repetitively and your initial response is, they have bad attitude, bad character. It's like, what is the root issue? It's another thing if the person doesn't want to talk about it, but I think the greatest thing we can do for our friends and the people we love is to be there. Not not everyone has the time to be there, and I don't think I owe you, I don't owe you my transparency if I can't guarantee you'll be there. Lessons learned from love, really. But even on the other hand, as the friend, it can be very frustrating, especially seeing someone you love go through things. These aren't personalised to me, I'm speaking very generically, even if I say, oh, personally for me, it's very heavy generic. I don't go through deep stuff. But I'm just like some of my own experiences where I thought that made me clock. And not even from a point of anger, but I don't think you love me the way you say you do. Because I know what I do for people I love. And I'm not seeing that in you. So do me the respect of not saying you love me. And do me the respect of not saying we're like family. 
until we're ready to express it. Because I take words very seriously. Like very seriously. I'm the type that will note down words. So something I've had to grow out of, I think someone used to say it to me, they say, you place people on a high pedestal, like you take people's words seriously, as in you assume the best. (laughs) And it took a series of times of having that not happen. That taught me that, okay, if they say they're going to do it, they're not always going to do it. But yeah, no, do the respect for the people around you. And this is a big thing to me because I've told people, yeah, no, I'll never um, forget you. Like, we'll be like sisters or, yeah, no, I could I could always pick up your phone on the first ring. And I don't because, and I knew in my heart when I was saying it to you that that's not how I felt about you. But just I got caught up in the heat of the moment. So it's something, as I'm talking now, I'm talking to myself like, Debs, don't tell people you love them if you don't love them. Or if you're going to tell people you love them, in your head, note what type of love you're talking about. Like, I love you because we're part of a team, not I love you with the entirety of my heart. That phrase is reserved. Please, if I ever tell you I love you with the entirety of my heart, I did not lie. I'm telling the truth. Please, man. I don't use that phrase sillyly. Like, um, only said that to one person. I love you with the entirety of my heart. I don't joke with that phrase because I mean it. I'm a writer. I mean it when I say that. <sighs> um, yeah, but really, I'm talking to myself as well. With regard, let's be intentional with how we speak and the promises we make to people. Because you don't know if somebody is holding on to that promise of "I'll always be here for you," and they're in their worst season. And do you know how much it will break someone to see that the person who said they'll always be there was was not being intentional with their language but yeah these are my lessons from love really if we summarize lessons from love love within parameters the emotion doesn't justify the relationship I love you immensely with the entirety of my heart yes but we are not good for each other so we'll take a step back here and come back also you don't always have to profess your love to people especially if that's not their love language actions often speak louder than words or show the true intent behind words number two be intentional with your words don't lie to people about loving them number three you don't owe people your transparency or vulnerability especially if they're not intentional with their love for you lessons learned from love y'all but yeah i am just trying to like i even pray sometimes like God, how can I show, be more loving towards this person? But I want to get into the habit of asking, like, or even just be more observant of how I can show my love to them. If showing love to my mom is cleaning the whole house to show that I think of her, I'll do it. Because that's the way I express my love in this given season. So I really want us to grow and mature in how we show love and be more wise in how we handle the presentations of love to those around us. Because people remember your words yeah I'm trying to train myself to keep promises I made like years ago to people it's a work in progress we're all progressing I'm not condemning anyone if anything I'm coming for myself throughout this whole podcast episode but I'm just being honest with my perspective of some of these imbalances and issues within the presentations and the displayings of love So I had a blocked nose, so I may have been snorting. Forgive me, but yeah.
Bye. Have a good day.